Welcome to Truth Time, where you'll get a shot of the truth with no chaser. And now your Truth Time host, Trey Searcy. Okay, welcome to another Truth Time Radio transmission. Uh, we're coast to coast and around the world. You can check that out at truthtimeradio.com. And, well, we're helping scores of listeners to actually begin to understand what they're reading in their Bible. And we're hearing from those who are not only gaining a better understanding of their Bible, but who are also learning how to better communicate with others. Folks, hearing this kind of news is very exciting to us all here at Truth Time Radio because this was the very reason for launching this program in the first place. So thank you very much for your encouragement and your letters and phone calls. Uh, to start things off today, I wanted to share a couple of listener letters with you. Someone wrote, I read your commentary on Who Wrote Hebrews? And I found this site, and this pastor confirms that you're correct in your assessment of who wrote the book of Hebrews. I always believe that Paul wrote Hebrews. You and this pastor makes more sense than any other argument I've heard. Now I know the truth. And this listener gave me the link here to this pastor's website. And then he closes the letter by saying, I love your teaching. My life was filled with confusion, and I was tossing and turning within myself. And Tanya writes, Your style of teaching got my attention and made me study the Bible again. At first, you said some things that made me mad. You said things I'd never heard before, so I thought for sure that it must not be true. Boy, was I wrong. I checked, double-checked, and even triple-checked my Bible to make sure that what you were saying was true, and they were. Since finding your program, I've become more comfortable in sharing the gospel with friends and family. Okay, if you'd like to share with us how that Truth Time has enhanced your understanding of God's Word, go to the website, truthtimeradio.com, and click on Listener Comments. We would love to hear from you. I understand that Truth Time is not for everyone. Why? Because we deal with matters of fact and not opinions or conjecture. We do our own research, and after finding a copious amount of evidence, we report those facts to you. Today, there is an increasing number of those who do not believe in absolute truth. A study was done where both men and women were asked what it meant to take out the trash. Men saw it as a duty, while women saw it as an act of love. Now, same question, different answer. You see, this is not a black and white question. There's, there's a gray area. There is room for interpretation. Men sees it as a chore, while women sees it as an act of love. Nobody's wrong. Now, I don't have a problem with this. However, this is how many today see the Bible. You're right, I'm right, nobody's wrong, so let's just sit around the fire, hold hands, and sing Kumbaya. Well, there is absolute truth when it comes to your Bible, and the Apostle Peter confirms it when he said that no one is left to their own private interpretation. Okay, I've got a question for you. Are you a good person? 
Are you a good person? Well, I can tell you with all certainty that most who call themselves Christian also consider themselves to be a good person. They own a Bible. They can read and write. They even claim to follow the red letters of Jesus Christ, yet they totally ignore what he said about those who think of themselves as being good. Are you a Bible believer? In Matthew chapter 19, verse 16, a man came to Jesus and said unto him, Good Master. And in the very next verse, verse 17, Jesus asked him why he called him good. And then he told the man that there's none good but one, that is God. Yet there are those today who claim to believe this book and follow the red letters of Jesus that go around calling themselves and others good. Well, Jesus disagrees. So for those of you who answered yes and think of yourself as a good person, guess what? You don't believe your Bible. You've got a serious problem. The problem is your standard of good is very low, while God's is very high. You see, God defines good as being morally perfect all the time in everything, thought, word, and deed. Jesus said, Be ye perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Now, having knowledge of this should make any saved person in the dispensation of grace very thankful that God is not judging you according to your sin. Let me show you how tricky and subtle Satan is. You need to recognize that he can beguile you through many of today's preachers. You see, I, I recently heard a man that said salvation is a free gift that you can't pay for. And all you need to do to be saved is to turn from your sin and put your trust in Jesus. Did you catch the subtlety of Satan in that? He said that salvation is free, but then he told you how to pay for it. Just turn from your sin and then put your trust in Jesus. Who's doing the turning? You are. That places yourself in the salvation equation, making salvation part you, part God. No longer a gift, but something earned. There's an increasing amount of so-called Christians that are facilitating their own slavery. Listen, during the time of Adolf Hitler, there were thousands upon thousands of evangelical churches in Germany, more than 13,000. Out of those, only 800 had the tenacity, the backbone to oppose Hitler. The rest were gutless. 800 out of over 13,000 church pastors. We would be correct in saying that the blood of Hitler's victims is on the doorsteps of Germany's evangelical churches. Folks, evangelicals are not the answer. The answer lies within your B-I-B-L-E. So open it up, study it, and rightly divide the word of truth as you go. The reason that most today are dependent upon their denomination to do their thinking for them, to make their decisions and tell them their version of what they think is the truth, is because it's hard for them to understand that things in the Bible began to change with the fall of Israel. For example, under the law of the Lord, when Israel was in their risen state, men, not women, but men at birth, were called holy to the Lord. Luke chapter 2 verse 23. However, with the fall of Israel and on this side of the cross, it was later revealed to Paul that there is no longer any division between male or female. In the body of Christ, we are all one in Christ Jesus. Galatians chapter 3, verse 28. You see, many of you are aware that there is no longer a division between male and female. However, what you are not aware of is this information was revealed to the Apostle Paul and not before. 
This sort of news comes as quite a surprise to most, and like the listener said in the letter I read earlier, at first it makes you mad, then you go to the Bible to try and prove me wrong, and that's when you come to find out that, uh, hey, wait a minute, this guy's not crazy. It does say that. I'm reminded of what Mark Twain once said. Truth is stranger than fiction. Listen, when Israel was in their risen state and under covenant, Peter makes it clear as to when Israel will be made complete in their salvation. 1 Peter 1.13 Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end. You see, there's your timeline. Peter said, hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you. When, Peter? At the revelation of Jesus Christ. So Peter tells his Jewish audience, the circumcision, that they need to hope to the end for the grace that will be brought to them at the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's when Christ returns to earth. However, with the fall of Israel and under grace, Paul makes it clear to us that we're already complete and already standing in grace. Colossians chapter 2 verse 10. There he says, And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. And Romans chapter 5 verse 2 says, By whom also we have access by faith, that's not our, not our performance, but access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Now he didn't say, like Peter, to hope to the end for the grace. No, he says we're already standing in this grace, present tense, not future. When Israel was in their risen state and in covenant with God, they were instructed to confess their sin and God would forgive them. However, when Israel fell, God gave some new instructions to the Apostle Paul, telling him to tell the church, the body of Christ, that all sin has already been forgiven. Not work, no longer asking for forgiveness. We are forgiven. Present tense. We're not waiting on anything. You see, confessing sins is not for us. Confessing sins is not for the church, the body of Christ, and hasn't been for the past 2,000 years. Religion has twisted the Bible, not rightly dividing the word of truth. Did Christ die for your sins? How many? Okay, so if Christ died for all sin, which ones could you possibly be asking forgiveness for? You see, you've got those who say that you must first John 1 9 confess your sins in order to be forgiven, and they're wrong according to Colossians 2.13. And then you've got those who say that, well, there's nothing wrong with confessing sins if it makes you feel better, just as long as you remember that it has nothing to do with your salvation. Well, they're wrong as well. I've got a Bible that makes it clear. This Bible says to follow Paul. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 16. I've got a Bible that tells me that as a member of the church, the body of Christ, Paul is my pattern. 1 Timothy 1.16 I've got a Bible, and in it, Paul says that the things he writes are the commandments, not suggestions, but the commandments of the Lord Jesus. 1 Corinthians 14.37 So, newsflash, Paul never told us to confess our sins to get forgiveness. Now, that's a hard pill for many to swallow, but oh well. I'll give you a big glass of truth to wash it down with. Listen, I made the decision years ago to put the truth before tradition, and you should too. But if you're not ready yet, hey, I understand. The truth is not for everyone. 
Anyway, Paul never told us to confess our sins to get forgiveness. Nor did he say that confessing our sins is okay to do if it makes you feel good. This isn't about your feelings. This is about the truth. It's this sort of fast and loose teaching that makes it impossible for us to all speak the same thing as Paul commands, not suggest that we do. Truth Time Radio is here to give you a clear, defined image of who you are in Christ. And you are not a sin confessor, period. Paul wrote 13 letters to the body of Christ, and in not one of those letters did he instruct you to confess and ask for forgiveness of your sins. If you like a challenge, there's one for you. Find just one place, just one, where he did and send that verse to me. Has it never occurred to you that while you're somewhere confessing your sins, you could have been somewhere confessing the good news, the gospel message of victory to a lost soul? But if you're somewhere confessing your sins, most likely you don't really know the good news, the pure, unadulterated, unperverted grace that God has freely given to you. When Israel was in their risen state and under covenant, John tells his Jewish audience to do works for forgiveness of sin. 1 John 1, nine. If we confess our sins, that's works, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. However, with the fall of Israel and under grace, Paul tells us that Jesus has already forgiven us. In other words, it's finished. It's done. The forgiveness of sin issue was nailed to the cross. Colossians chapter 2 verses 13 and 14. Listen to the book. And you, being dead in your sins and the circumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having, did you get that? Having, that means it's already done, having forgiven you all trespasses. Already done, and not just some trespasses, he's already forgiven you all trespasses. And verse 14 says, he's blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. So where did Christ deal with your sin? Where and when did he take your sin out of the way? At the cross, almost 2,000 years ago. So why, might I ask, would you still be confessing and asking forgiveness for them? Check out the website, truthtimeradio.com.